Welcome back to part two of the Sometimes Spouse podcast with Rich Richardson. He is a marketing expert with over 16 years of radio broadcasting. And also, he has been in the marketing business with grassroots and mass marketing with the huge restaurant Pizza Hut. He's the general manager and sports director of 94.5 and he had to step away because there was breaking news happening. So he is with the Beat in Waco and we are so excited to have him back. Uh, Welcome back, Rich. Thank you. Is the podcast so nice I had to do it twice, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thank you for taking the time to come back and finish the interview. I'm so excited to have you back. So before you left, we were talking about the different ways to grow a business, and you said there were two ways to grow a business. I have to tell you the third way to grow a business. Okay, I'm game. What do you got? You said that number one was to get more customers in the door, which people have to do in the COVID economy, right? You have to get people coming back in and you have to do it in a little bit of a different message than there was before um, because you have to market to people differently now. Exactly, right. The second way was to um, get, what was the second way you said? Sell the people you have more. Yeah, sell the people. Sell your customers more. Increase the value. So instead of something for ninety nine, you do one twenty nine. Or if you got twenty five thousand, increase it to twenty nine thousand. That's the second way to grow your business, right? Right. The third way is a residual income, where you get them to come back more often. Right. Yeah. And that's where you get businesses like yours, like restaurants, things that. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're, You're exactly right. Yeah. And that, that definitely falls into that. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of small businesses don't realize this because they're like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to bug the customer, but you really, the more times they come in, the better your business is and you're serving them. So you're helping them quit thinking you're selling, um, you're serving the community. So like a subscription plan of some sort or a frequent customer. A rewards program, exactly. There's so many different ways to get them to keep coming back, right? Right? Well, sure. And I mean, look at every restaurant now, every big restaurant now has an app. Yeah. You know, you go to Chick-fil-A or Whataburger or whatever, you've got an app. Well, what happens? You order so many different things and you get X. You might get a free sandwich or you might get a free drink or whatever it is. And you're right, you know, that, that you that you have to have something to keep bringing you back on a routine basis. And that all is based around how frequently your, that service is needed. Restaurants, obviously, are much more frequent than an oil change. Yeah. But still, you're exactly right. You're, you're 100% right. Yeah, but even with that oil change, they could get smart with it. Like, you refer five customers to us, you get an oil change half off which just covers your bases, but you've got five new customers. Who cares about that? That's one part that small businesses miss out on all the time. And that's one thing radio can really help them get that education of their rewards program or subscription program or residual income built in is because you would remind them of it over and over and over and over and over again. Exactly. And that's where the branding comes in because When I put something together, yes, there are commercials involved, but there's also branding opportunities at the same time. And 
the one of the coolest parts is whenever we do a contest like well okay let's be optimistic and say the nfl is going to do have fans in the bleachers okay yep. being optimistic what we've done every year for the last several years is we do a contest where we give away a pair of tickets each cowboys home game wow well how do you win the tickets you go and register at one of two businesses in town and every game we empty the boxes. So you've got to start all over again. So what does this do? Between exhibition and regular season, you have 10 games. If you really want to go to these games, you're going in 10 different times to see this business. And I can guarantee virtually that some point you're going to have business with those people yeah. in those 10 times. Even if it's once, you're going to do business with that person because, like you were just saying, it's not necessarily they're selling you, but they're building the relationship with you. Yeah. They're getting to know who you are and what the business does and that kind of thing. Um, I had a really, really, uh, you know, it wasn't the big name insurance company here in town, but they did that Cowboys promotion for, gosh, four years. Uh-huh. And... It just got to be that thing where they got to develop that relationship with those people coming in and registering every week. And it was converting into people changing their insurance from whoever they had to this particular business. It, it just happens. It, it, there, there's, there's a lot that goes into the, the marketing of a business. A lot of people look at marketing and advertising a business as radio, TV, newspaper, internet, billboards, and that's pretty much it. But there's so much other stuff. That sign right behind you, that sign right behind you on your door is marketing your business. Yeah. The name on the back of your your son or your niece's soccer team or baseball team's jersey is marketing your business. If you're a, you know, say you provide the, the trophies for the MDA fishing contest for the kids and your name's on all those trophies, it's marketing your business. But a lot of people don't look at that end of it. They just look at, you know, there's only this. If I'm not doing this, I'm not marketing my business. Yeah, and so many business owners, they, they're scared of advertising because they've never done it before. And right. they'll get people like their cousin or their nephew who's good at this or that to come out and help with getting their marketing together and they don't talk to a professional like you that's lived it for 20 plus years that seriously is an expert. You've seen how branding, marketing, sales has changed over the last two decades and it's yeah. different. You can't do marketing the same way you did 20 years ago. You can't do it the same way you did it 10 years ago. You can't do it the same way you did it three months ago. Right. It's different. Right. And, and in my role and in anybody that's in my role that's been successful in this particular type of business, you wear a lot of hats because, yes, you are a, quote, salesperson. But you're not really a salesperson. You're a marketing consultant. You're a teacher. You're a psychologist. You're a investigator. You, you're all these different things because... You know, you have to find out what what keeps this prospective client up at night. Yep. 
Is it his? Is it the fact that if he doesn't do something in the next six months, he's shutting his doors down? Is it the fact that his competition that's three blocks over is is taking business away? And then you got to find out why they're taking the business away. You know, you have to look at okay. You, you talk to someone and they're like, man, I have got all kinds of advertising. I'm advertising in the newspaper and the yellow pages and I'm doing, you know, all the, I'm all over it and I'm selling cell phones. See the disconnect here. Newspapers, yellow pages are geared 50, 60 year old plus. Oh, definitely. Cell phone sales, wrong audience. Yep. So that's where I say you have to become that marketing consultant because and then there's very you also have to toe that fine line between stating a fact and making them mad but you basically have to tell the person you're going the wrong direction a lot of times people don't want to hear that no they don't like the truth pill and you ask them how's the advertising working for you well it's not really doing much for me can I explain to you why? <laughs> and that's where you got to have that hard conversation. And that, especially when it goes back to the lack of education, which is where, again, we have to become teachers. Because we, you, you would be stunned, Christy. I promise you would be stunned. The number of local direct mom and pop businesses, whatever terminology you would like to use, that we walk into that haven't that, that just don't have the right direction it's not that they don't have a clue mm-hmm. it's just that they don't have the right direction and they're either scatter shooting which by the way doesn't do any good either no let me put a little bit here a little bit there a little bit here a little bit there a little bit no 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 it it, it kind of goes well you're too young to remember this remember mash i you do the reruns of mash my dad used to watch it like six 30 every night after the news when I was a kid. So yeah, I know MASH. Remember the real snotty doctor, Charles Emerson Winchester III? Do. When he first got there and they were talking about meatball surgery, get him in, get him out, that kind of thing. And he said, I do one thing, I do it very well, and I move on. Uh-huh. That's kind of what you have to do with your marketing and your advertising. Yep. Do one or two things, do it extremely well, and move to something else. Now, if it ends up to where you do three or four or five different avenues, that's great. If you build yourself to that point, spectacular, and I'm happy for you. But don't do that at the beginning because then you're not going to get any results from anything. Yeah. So So, go ahead. Go ahead. Very good. So I like to take decades and put them into days because I believe that expert advice can take those decades and put them into days. I also believe if you talk to the right expert that it can save you hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars over the course of decades. And I wanna point out three points in that just little segment where we are going round and round because talking to Rich on this podcast, Small Business Owners, he gave us three golden nuggets that it took me years to figure out from tons of different experts. Number one, with your customer, you wanna have a target market, not just shooting it out to everyone. 
number one, you want to think about what your customer is laying in bed at night worrying about before they meet you, before they encounter your product, before they encounter your service, right? And Rich, you said that. That is a golden nugget. Well, and, and it's something that whenever, and again, it goes back to the very wise man that taught me this business. Um, but there's certain things you have to look at in a prospect. And one of those things is your discovery. That's where we got it. That's why I made the statement about being an investigator. Because when you sit down and you talk to that client, when I sit down and, and, and actually talk to someone about advertising, it may be a visit or two before I ever pull out a proposal or talk about a proposal. Because most of the time, I'm not looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, this would be a great fit for this customer. What I'm looking at is, what part of my radio station is going to benefit this client the most? Because I'm very fortunate in the fact that I cover all ages. I have stuff where I'm reaching the high school and the Baylor student and the TSTC and MCC student. I have music where I have shows where I'm reaching the, the, the folks that really love the Southern gospel and the Christian things on Sundays. I have people that are in the old school that are 50, 60, 70 years old that love the old school blues and that kind of thing. I can hit everybody, but you got to know who their customer is. Yeah. And that's really, that's big. That's huge. If you, if you're pitching to the wrong, it's almost like a baseball game. Now I'm thinking about using the word pitching. You know, if you throw the wrong pitch, you're not going to have success. Exactly. So that's golden nugget number two, small business owners, your target market. I talk to people all the time that go, I was talking to an insurance guy the other day and he sells life insurance. And he said, Christy, my target market is everyone that's breathing that needs to purchase life insurance. And if they don't need to purchase it, they need to purchase it on their children. And I said, no, you cannot compete with the big dogs, the Walmarts of life insurance, that sort of thing. You have an ideal target market that comes in your door day after day after day. Is it a woman? Is it a man? How old are they? What do they wear? What's the zip code that you sell most of your your life insurance policies to? Who are and are they buying them for themselves? Are they buying them for their husband? Are they buying them for their grandkids? Like you have a target market. That's what I hear so much from small business. It's everyone. I want everyone. Right. You can't afford everyone. No, you can't. And, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a, also an addendum to that that falls right underneath it. Let's say that, you, you know, you get that person and they say, hey, I've got everybody taken care of in my area. Okay, first off, define your area. Okay, I, I'm, a good, I'm good with everybody in South Waco. Okay, great. You do understand that there are a lot of other parts of Waco that you haven't touched yet. So... What about if I'm able to do things that are steered to other parts of town? What if we're able to do things that are steered to these people over at Baylor? Because you've got a great foundation in the 40 plus crowd. I'm looking in your restaurant and you've got professionals in here that are 35, 40 years old and up and you've got them dominated. No question. But I don't see one, what is it, millennial or whatever yeah. in here. I don't see one person that was before, born after 1990 in this building. 
So what if I could come up with something that gets you to that? So like you were saying, not only can you take that, but you can also take where they're having their success and target them in another way to make that success pool bigger. Yeah, and the thing about millennials, a lot of people are like, oh, I can't stand millennials. But <laughs> millennials are the number one people in America right now that have that expendable income to to spend and your target market is aging so you need to start dipping in and getting some of that millennial market because if not your people are going to be on social security in less than 20 years so they're not going to have expendable income you need to start getting into those millennials now so they'll age with you and then get into generation at or generation y and start bringing them in because you have to innovate or you're going to be out of business Hmm. No question about it. I mean, if you're not, if you're not constantly adding to the funnel, then eventually the funnel runs out. And, you know, it's kind of like the way we go back to the phone book. Okay, let's be honest, they put one of those at everybody's door. Anybody use it for anything besides a doorstop? You go to yellowpages.com, you look it up on your little Google machine right here. And you go from there. I haven't cracked open a yellow page just to look up somebody's phone number in probably 10 years. Yeah. And definitely not looking for an ad. No. So, you know, if you're going that route, you're kind of spinning your wheels, throwing money in the river, whatever way you want to go with it. Your third golden nugget was consistency. Yeah. Like you have to do something over and over and over again. You can't get an ad on a radio station, run it for a week, and then six months later go, that ad didn't work. You have to do it over and over and over again. You have to get in front of the customer. Don't just use radio. Use social media. Use um, the internet to market your business. Use you have to use several different platforms to get out to those customers because different customers do different things. But I've heard from so many people, I've coached so many businesses, and they say, social media doesn't work. How long did you do it? I put $20 in an ad and I did it for a week. Did you target the market? I just did it. I just hit that button that said boost. Like it didn't work. I didn't get any phone calls. Well, you're not going to get any phone calls off 20 bucks. You're not going to get anything out of any $20 of advertising. Like you've got to do it over and over and over again. And you have to put money in it. I remember Dustin, which is a mutual kind of friend of ours. He was actually yeah. a best man with Dustin. He was when he best got man married. at my wedding, yes. Yeah. So I remember Dustin saying, because I was a small business owner and I said, I've got $100. I want to run a radio ad and he kind of laughed at me and he said, you've got to run it consistently for so many weeks. And I said, well, I don't have that kind of money right now. And, um, I just did a little bit and I dabbled in the radio in the very beginning of my business. I didn't get a lot out of it because I didn't consistently do it. I didn't take his advice. I did it for a couple weeks. What I did was totally wrong. And 
it didn't work for me. Now, I'm not that kind of person that says, well, it didn't work for me. I went back and I tried again and again and again until it really worked for me and it got us a lot of business. So you have to do consistency in whatever kind of marketing. And like you said, put it in a couple different buckets, but find those buckets that really work for you. I like social media and Facebook and doing it online. Also podcasting. I know this is a long-term thing. I've been doing um, podcasts for over a year. I haven't got that many customers from it, but I know consistently people will want to listen. People will want to do business with me because I'm consistent with it. I consistently get the same amount of listeners, but it goes up every single week. So that's one thing that's huge, especially for radio or any marketing. Consistency. Yeah, I, I have a ton a ton of folks that either call us or we talk to them or however it comes across that we meet up that do that exact same thing. They're like, you know, I can spend a hundred bucks. I feel like I'm taking their money. Uh-huh. You know, my, my reputation, my career has been based on trying to get people results. Do I succeed a hundred percent of the time? No. You know, last perfect man, they nailed to a cross. That's the way I look at it. But when you look at it from the standpoint that you do everything you can, and part of doing everything you can is doing the exact same thing we were just talking about, telling folks they've got to have the consistency. It may, they may need to wait a couple of weeks before they can start. Most of the packages that I put together are usually for 13, 26, 52 weeks. Yeah. Because there's two types of businesses. And any, every business in the world falls into one of these two categories. It's an impulse buy or a non-impulse buy. A 50 cent hamburger at McDonald's is an impulse buy. Building a deck on the back of the house is not an impulse buy. No. You've put a lot of thought into that and you've done, okay. Every business is one of those two. And you have to, you have to manage expectations, which is even bigger. Yeah. I have had, you know, you get those people that spend, you know, three or $400 on a month's advertising and they expect to make five grand and they expect to have 200 new people walk in their doors. Well, if you don't manage expectations, you're going to turn around to try to get a renewal and they're going to be like, well, where's all these people we're supposed to have? What are you talking about? You have to make ROI is huge. Mm-hmm. Looking at return on investment again, going back to the restaurant thing, it's a whole lot easier to capital to to make up a five hundred dollar advertising investment at a car dealership than it is at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sell one car, you're way ahead of the game. Yep, you got to sell a whole bunch of hamburgers to get to five hundred bucks. Exactly. So it, it, it's a balancing act. And, and when businesses are, and, and part of this is on us and part of it's on the client, the business owner, the prospect, the client, whatever term you want to use, because their expectations and our realistic things that we can do very rarely jive. Yeah. Very rarely are the same. So we've got to make sure they understand. A lot of times I tell people at a remote, When we do a live broadcast somewhere, I will tell them straight out, unless I know we're going to have people there, don't expect anybody to come. Uh Uh-huh. Because then you under-promise and you over-perform. 
first person that shows up, you're a hero. But there's also, you never know what's going to happen. No. It could rain. You know, something could go completely haywire. And that day, you don't have anybody show up. But the residual of doing the remote, somebody walks in Monday morning, hey, I heard Batman talking about this place on Saturday. I heard you guys have got the greatest brisket sandwich in Texas. I got to try one of those. Yeah. Didn't show up during the remote, but they showed up the next chance they had. So yeah. there's also that residual at the same time. Yeah, I used, go ahead. No, you're good. I used good. to do TV advertising. We did it for one year solid. <laughs> we did it consistently. We did it uh, about 20 times a day on a local station. And we did about four or five commercials that year, but it was bam, 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 from 6 a.m. till um, about 12 a.m. So, so we we were in a wide range. Still, people will come up to me today and say, I saw you on TV the other day when we haven't done that for years. So you don't know with that consistency when it's really gonna pay off for you. I mean, I'm still getting paid from doing that advertising Five years ago, I've done sold the business and bought it back. And people don't even know, like, yeah, you saw me. Like, that was five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's wild the way that some of those things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've left, gone worked in other markets, came back, done it twice. And I've got people that have been on the air with me since I started 16 years ago. And they, when I left, the the bad, the, the I guess good slash bad part, when I left, they left. Uh-huh. And when I came back, you know, hey, I'm back in town. Great, come see me. That kind of thing. There are still some of those that remember me from my previous life in town, too, with the other stations I was with, which is okay. Yeah, that's, that's not fine. a problem. I just have to kind of clarify with them what I'm doing now. But you're right, you know. The consistency builds, and especially if you have quality commercials, which I know, again, working with Dustin, I've known him long enough. I know you had quality commercials. But it's a quality commercial. It's a quality message, and you have to plant the hook. Again, theater of the mind. If you're going to do a burger place, and I only say this because we just did this recently, And you can paint the picture of that burger being made. The sizzle of the beef going, the the fresh beef, not the frozen stuff out of the fridge. The fresh meat going on the grill. The vegetables that are cut every day and not taken out of the bag. That kind of stuff. And you can paint that picture, theater of the mind. You got it. Why do you think that places like McDonald's and things like that do so much TV? They want you to see that gorgeous Big Mac or that gorgeous whatever is car dealers. They want you to see that beautiful Royal Blue Mustang going down the street. Man, I got to have that car. Mm-hmm. I can see that car. Well, my, our job in radio is to do the exact same thing without having the visual. Yeah. So we've got to make sure that you can see, you picture that deck or you're sitting out there on a summer afternoon watching the kids play in the backyard, messing around with the pool. Husband's got the barbecue grill going. You're sitting back with a margarita in your hand. And it's a summer night in Texas. Mm-hmm. All on this deck that was built by you guys. That kind of it. When you put that image, they're like, I got to have this. Yep. 
how do who do I call do this? And then the the repetition of the commercial, they get all the contact info and things like that. Exactly. So, yeah. That is so true is that repetition. Like they're probably not gonna call you the first time they ever hear about you. There's a small percentage of people that will with that bell curve. I think it's like 6% of people are those early adopters that, ooh, there's a new business in town, I'm gonna go try it. But those other 80 some percent in that large part of that bell curve in marketing, they, they don't come until they see you. Bam, 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 16, 20 times, maybe even 50 times. So it's so important with that consistency. That's like huge. If you guys are listening, small business owners, Rich knows what he's talking about. He is an expert on this. He's been living it for 20 plus years. Now, Rich, what is the most interesting marketing campaign that you've been involved with that just made people chuckle mm. made, uh, okay uh goes back to my previous life here in town we did a wing eating competition built around the super bowl mm -hmm. did it at a car dealership first two or three years we did it at a car dealership so you can already in your mind start picturing things right yeah and it was the most wings that you could eat in this time frame and we had this really awesome prize package, uh, seven or eight different things, about a thousand bucks worth of stuff. This thing was great. Went off like gangbusters. We had all kinds of people participating. We actually had to do qualifying rounds wow. to get to the final people because we had so many. We get out there and it is just absolutely crazy. Fire off the clock. Guys are hammering down wings, hammering down wings, hammering down wings. And you can see this one guy turning green. And we're going, uh oh, this ain't gonna be pretty. And we have, of course, had trash cans all over the place and that kind of He gets up from his chair and he's kind of wobbly and all that kind of deal. And he starts heading toward this bright yellow Mustang convertible sitting at the corner of the lot. And I can see the owners of the car dealership turning the same shade of green he is, going, oh no. No, 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 no. He didn't do anything and he took care of it in the trash can, but didn't mess up the car. But the panic and the frenzy going on, up, yeah, no, yeah. it was a great promotion. It ended up turning out fantastic, but it was a little scary there for a second. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was really scary for a second. Was there any women involved in the wing eating contest? Yes. Really? Yes. Three. Wow. We had 16 participants and there were three involved. Yes. I would pay to see that. Yeah. They didn't place well, but they did participate. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could eat some wings, but I don't know that I could go up against a big guy. I think the winner ended up with like 70 something. And it was, it was over 15 minutes, but it was like 70, 73, 75, something like that. Maybe when I was but pregnant, I could have kept up with that. Was that? Maybe when I was pregnant because I could eat half a Bigfoot. <laughs> Go back to the Bigfoot, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you guys what he just did. He
he took you, he's an amazing storyteller. He used episodic storytelling. Like he took us to the car dealership, the yellow Mustang, the wings, the guy turning green. That's one thing as a, a business owner, if you can get good at episodic storytelling and bring your audience and your customers in and hook them, it's money. Like, it was beautiful. I've never seen anyone else in the Waco area on this podcast or anywhere else have that episodic storytelling down like you just did, Rich. That was amazing. That was beautiful. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. So, Maybe it's got a little something to do with the wrestling background. I'm you know, used to painting that story a little bit, uh, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, that. but that's what you do with a commercial. Uh-huh. And it's not just a radio commercial. Yes, that would have been a, a radio commercial. It paints the picture. But even whenever you're doing, if you're doing a billboard, billboards are fine. But it's only for you have that quick second yep. to get their reaction. If you don't put something out there that's going to hook somebody, then you're not. And, and you know, what you're saying is absolutely a thousand percent right that You've got to put that message out there. Why is my business more special than the same than the guy selling the same product right on the other side of town? Why should they come to me instead of going to him? And if you're not telling that story, then something's disconnected somewhere. Exactly. And when you can tell that story, you don't have to worry about competition. No. They will come to you. If you get that story out over and over and over again, it will get to the right people and you will not have to worry about them. You will have to keep marketing, but you will not have to ever worry about the competition because 99% of people don't ever figure it out. They can't answer that question. Why is my business better than this business that does the exact same thing that I do? Well, our customer service is great. Well, yeah, that's not really going to sell you anything. What is it? What's that it factor? What's that What's that one thing that makes you just stand out? And if you don't know what it is, come up with it. Right. Talk to somebody like you, a paid professional, and he'll save you decades worth of time. That was another golden nugget. That was amazing. <laughs> well, it, it, it's amazing how some people try to make advertising and marketing difficult mm -hmm. and they overthink it. In most cases, it's not that tough. You know, uh, people try to make it where it's brain surgery and you're, you're trying, you know, your product, nobody should know your product more than you. No. So if you already know your product, and you know what makes it better than everybody else, then tell the story. Tell the story to the people driving down the street, to the people watching TV, to the people on social media, whatever it is. Tell that story. I mean, that's your, that's your, you were talking about golden nugget. There's your golden nugget right there for the way you put an ad together is take what you know and tell the story. That was beautiful. I like 
That is so important. Tell your story. Most people don't want to tell their story, but that's what people want to hear. That's that relationship you were talking about earlier to connect with the customer. Like small businesses, that's that's one huge takeaway. Tell your story. It is. It's 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 so important because like you and you don't have to be the one that tells it. No. That's 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 the beauty of especially radio and TV. There's a whole lot of personalities out there that get paid every day to voice commercials, to produce commercials, to do things that tell your story. You just present them the story. Exactly. All they're doing is telling you. It's kind of like the uh, um, what's the what's the app? The Audible with all the books. Yeah. Author doesn't read all those books. But whoever's reading the story is telling this person's story the way they would tell it. Same thing with this. If I have one of one of my talented people doing the voice work, they're still telling your story. It's just that I've got somebody else telling it. Yeah. So, Rich, I know we've taken up a lot of your time this morning. Thank no you problem. so much for being on the Ask an Expert podcast. I feel like we could do an eight-hour podcast, just you and I going back and forth. <laughs> but um, how can they get a hold of you? Well, my number here uh, at the station is 254-640-7672. Uh, 254-640-7672. Or you can email me, uh, rich at edwardsmedia.com llc.com uh, that's e-d-w-a-r-d-s media llc.com um, and I would love to get a chance to, to talk to folks um, about you know what can be done to help out their business whether it's using the station whether it's using the station in something else whether it's working on what they're currently working on um, you know I, I, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of folks out there that I think could use the, you know, might be able to help them out. That is amazing. One thing I wanted to mention before we go, the census is so important. So like he said earlier in the first part of the podcast, the census actually brings money to your cities. It helps out. Um, we have to have an accurate count. So make sure and fill out your census. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I know that we've had uh, all month long, We've been at different places. Uh, BJ DJ and Go DJ Batman have been at different places all over town uh, during the lunch, uh, getting people signed up along with folks from the city of Waco. And it, it's been very effective. We've gotten a ton of people to fill out their census that hadn't already done it. And, uh, you know, it's definitely easy to do. I mean, all you've got to do is go to census.gov. It's right there. So, you know, you can do it on your phone. You can do it on your laptop. Or, you, you know, you can just, uh, you know, it takes care of the whole family. And it, it, it not, you know, it, it, there's so many different things I learned uh -huh. because, you know, you've got representation, you know, the, 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 the House of Representatives and things of that nature. The areas that they represent are based off of the census. The funding for things like WIC and SNAP and, and school district funding and things like that, that all comes from that, too. So it's not just, yeah, these people just want my info to be able to sell it to these businesses. That's not what they're doing. No. You know, they're looking to help everybody in the communities and make sure that the communities that deserve stuff get stuff. 
Exactly, exactly. And if you, you've just got a green card or you're here um, and you could be even here illegally, they're not looking for you still fill out the census data so our city can get the money, the funding, the things that we deserve in Waco. And it's only one person per family that has to fill it out. It's not like every person has to do it. Yeah. One person can cover the whole household. Yeah, you're at home, fill it out. Rich, before I go, I always like to ask a fun question of my guests. Sure. So let's imagine that you were stranded on a desert island and all okay. of your human needs are met. What are the two things that you would take with you on that desert island as a luxury? Wow. Does my wife count as one of them? I think that's a human need. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. That, wow. Now you got me really thinking. Two luxury things. Probably, probably one would be, and this is probably going to sound kind of weird, but a fishing rod. I've always, you know, I've always been, a, I like fishing, but, I, you know, if I'm on a desert island, I'm going to try and go doing some fishing, fishing, real fishing. So a fishing rod and probably radio equipment. Yeah, that's good. That, I've never heard radio equipment. A, to create a radio station. That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for the Sometime Spouse podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it and so do our listeners. Uh, it was my pleasure. I appreciate the invite, Christy. You guys have an amazing day. This has been Christy Ogle with the Sometime Spouse Podcast with Ask an Expert with Rich Richardson. Have an amazing weekend. Bye-bye.